talk about tonight is that Lachas already started discussing last week. The topic which the Shulchan Aruch discusses pretty much in similar issues, and that is the minimum share of food which requires a bracha. So we know that there's a difference here between the bracha before eating and after eating. So let's first talk about the bracha after eating. What's the minimum amount that a person has to eat in order to be required to make a bracha achrona? And we know it's a Mishnah that it says if a person eats a kazais, uh, a food, then he's mechuyev to make a bracha achrona. Depending what the food was, is the kind of bracha achrona that he has to make. So if a person eats a kazais of bread, he'd have to make uh, a brikas of If a person eats a kazais of cake, he'd have to make a lamichan. If a person eats a kazais of any other food, he'd have to make bread of There we know. We started talking early last time. What happens if a person has less than the share of one type of food and he has a second type of food together with we'll make a for So the example we spoke about was a person has one cracker and one piece of herring. So maybe both the cracker and the herring on their own right are not big enough to be a kazais. And if that's the case, so he can't make a lamichia for the, for the cracker because it's not a kazais. Similarly, he can't make Shachol, I mean, very nefashas on the herring is also not a kazais. So do the two mitzdarif, do the two combine to mechayv a person the bracha achrona. And the halacha is that they do. And when that happens, then the bracha achrona is going to be the more the more basic bracha achrona. And the way of Scheinberg explains this is because really everything needs a very nefashas. Uh, the more chash of the categories of food, so the bracha gets upgraded, so to speak, to either a mechia or barakas hamazan, and if there isn't a sufficient amount of food to deserve the upgrade, so that's the case, we're going to go back to the base bracha, which is going to be bone of fashis. And therefore the same will apply to bread. If a person eats half a kazais of bread and half a kazais of some other food which requires a bone of fashis, the same is going to happen. They'll make a bone of fashis because uh, that's the minimum amount that, that's the minimal bracha that causes a kazais of food that they can make. That's what the Mishnah Burapaskans here. And that is an interesting case, which you could ask, that the Mishnah Burah doesn't discuss. The other Ahram do discuss it and argue about it. The Mishnah Burah doesn't give us his opinion on this. And that is, what would be the case if a person ate half a kazais of Zainas and half a kazais of fruit, which need a In other words, he ate, let's say, a cracker and he ate uh, two or three grapes. So now what bracha should he make? Because as far as the Alamichi goes, he doesn't have a share of Alamichi. He doesn't have a share of Alapairis. So do we look at it that there's a share of foods which require Me'ain Shalosh, because we put together the two to make a, a share of a Kazais for Me'ain Shalosh, or do we look at it that being as it's neither Alamichi or Alapairis, so therefore we have to go down the step and make Baron of Hoshis. And like I said, it's interesting that Mr. Burr doesn't discuss this, but it is argued about in Nachronim. What's the, this shit is both ways, what's the, what a person is meant to do? In such a case. Okay, so that's the. So you would say, so on the tzad, that would be because the main part of the bracha, you have a kazais of things which require this bracha, right, according to that opinion. If the date, this is really a date, mm-hmm. which is listening to uh, being with Saref, putting together different foods to make a bracha chron. The second thing to talk about, maybe this wasn't clear last week, and that is, do foods and liquids combine to make a shear? Just like we said, there's a shear for food, there's also a shear for liquid. What's a shear for liquid? The pasture says the shear for liquid is a shear of a revise, which is either 8,650 cc's, 
But the Shulchan Aruch brings a dissenting opinion, and that he says that if a person would eat, eat liquid the shir of a kazayis, if a person would eat liquid the shir of a kazayis, he would have to make a bracha achrona. It's a suffix. The Pashas Lalach is not like that. The person needs to make a revis, drink a revis. So let's say, what would it be if a person would drink a revis out of two, out of two different liquids? In other words, a person would drink, let's say, half a revis of water and half a revis of wine. So that's the case. We, we, so two liquids are tariff. Two liquids to combine to make up the shear. And then once again, since he doesn't have the shear of wine, which is the mulchash of a bracha, we're going to step down and make a bone of because they both would need a bone of Okay. Now what about combining food and drink? This is the mechlekes in the poskim. Um, the achra of the Mishnah here is that one doesn't combine food and drink in a case where they're being eaten separately. In other words, if a person is eating the food, drinking the drink, so then we don't combine food and drink uh, to a shear. But, he says in Mishnah Burra, that in a case where the food and drink are one dish, for example, his case is he has vegetables in a sauce. So the sauce might be a liquid and the vegetables are solid. That way we would mitzahar both into one shear. Like uh, we'll get to soup in a moment. And therefore he says but the shear is going to be a kazais. They don't combine, so it's a bone of If they don't combine, it's nothing. Because exactly. you, th- you don't have enough, you don't have enough of either. Right. But if you have them together, like he says, the, the sauce on a vegetable or something, anything else which is a solid food, they do combine and they will combine the share of a kazais to mechaev in a bone of fashas. Okay. That's, uh, that's the din of food and drinks which combine. Like we said, otherwise, if they're being eaten or drunk separately, then you need a separate share, of, or at least a full share of either one or the other to make a bracha We don't combine something a person's eating and something a person's drinking. Okay. Um, now, now the the next thing we're going to talk about, which is negated to this, and this is actually something which all the posts can grapple with, and that is how how do we define what's a food and what's a drink, because it makes a very big difference. The share of a food is a kazais. The share of a drink is the pashtas. The share of a drink is a revis. So how do we define what's a food and what's a drink? Because there's some things which are obviously clearly in one category or the other. A piece of bread is a food. A cup of water is a drink. That's clear. But there are a lot of things which one could now wonder: Is this called a liquid or is this called a solid? For example, a yogurt. Is a yogurt called a liquid or is it called a solid? Yogurt. Yogurt, yogurt. or a cream. Uh, are things like that called liquids or solids? What about ice cream? Uh, when it's frozen, it's solid. When it melts, it's a liquid. If a person licks it or a person bites it, does that make a difference? Well, and as things which are, how do we determine what's the fact, which, what's the, 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 yeah, the halachic criteria, the gather of what's called the food and what's called the drink? Why? Because a lot of things which, even, in other words, most things, if a person chews them or by the time he swallows them, they're more liquidy. So, so you go by the second, the, how a person eats it, or how does one person, when enters the person's mouth, what's going to be the definition? Okay, so one, the first thing which is clear to the body scheme is that we look at the food or a drink, the state it's in when a person eats it, when he puts it into his mouth. The fact that in different circumstances it will change into a different form doesn't make a difference to us. In other words, it could be something which now is wet, and when it gets cold, it will congeal and become a solid. Right now it's wet. If it eats it when it's cold, it'll be a solid. It could be something which now it's frozen, so it's hard, and it's a solid. And when it melts, it'll be a liquid. So when it's frozen, it's a solid. And when it melts, it's a liquid. So that for, for things where the where the question is that it's, it itself is two forms, 
a frozen form and a, that's a, a, non, a defrosted form or uh, when it's hot or when it's cold then what we look at in halakha is what it is what, at the time the person ate it this applies to other halakhas also for example in Hilcha Shabbos there's a difference to reheating solids or reheating liquids what's the din in Shabbos of reheating something which is now a solid because it's congealed but if you get when, once it gets hot it's going to come into a liquid again so is that considered the halakha of reheating a solid or a liquid and the Mishabura discusses this, and the Chashavah says clearly it's called the It depends on the situation it was when you put it on the plane, on top of the plane, or on top of the blech. And as, if right now it's a solid, we call it a solid. And the case the Mishabura is talking about is Shimon. Shimon is fat, which when it's, it's heated up, it becomes a liquid. When it's solidifies, it becomes a solid. And right now I have cooked fat, and I want to put it on the blech to warm up. And even though warming it up is going to turn it back into a liquid, the Mishnah Bura doesn't have a problem with that. It's not considered eating a liquid, it's considered eating a solid. So the first thing is we look at things at the stage where they are now. Now the next question is something which is, has a consistency somewhere in between liquid and solid. What's, what's the gather of what's called a liquid or what's called a solid? So I saw in two attempts from different Dachronim to try and explain what the gather is. Like applesauce and the other... Like yogurt, yogurt. applesauce... These things are what are they? Foods or the drinks? So the first shita was: is it something that a person eats with a spoon, or is it something that a person drinks directly from the container? Now that's not a completely good gather, because, for example, soup a person will eat with a spoon, right? In other words, maybe some things will help. Maybe you're going to talk about a yogurt which is so liquidy that a person just drinks it, as opposed to something that a person has to eat with a spoon because it has more of a solid texture. Maybe there this would be a gather. Well, we just define liquid like if. Something which doesn't yogurt doesn't flow run. doesn't flow, so then it's in the solid. The question is, when things run, you can have things which pour like water, and you can have things which are much slower, like oatmeal. But it's still running. So maybe that's called a solid. If you're eating a bowl of oatmeal, is that called a liquid or a solid? It depends how solid it is. No, it might still pour. It will just pour more slowly. In the, somewhere in the middle. Even leaven. Even leaven. said about that, that it depends how you're eating it. Now, if I'm eating it as a solid or semi-solid spoon. substance, that's where, that's where his spiral came with the spoon. If something which is more or less solidified, like a cereal or a leaven or something like that, that I have to eat with a spoon, so he said that would make it a solid. I if I shake it. it into a liquid, then it becomes a drink. For a second. So, again, right, so until now, it was Rav Shem which is pretty much accepted in Eretz Yisrael. Now, there is a chav from Rav Moshe, but he's talking about something else. He's talking about something which the ingredients were basically it was uh, like a sorbet which is basically frozen water mm-hmm. uh, with sh- coloring or sugar whatever it's going to be and in that case it was a time to say that uh, since it's going to melt again right so it'll, it'll go back to being the din of a liquid like I said Rishon Zalman held not like that he held that it depends on the situation eating in it, it, it's in now but even according to Reb Moshe an ice cream which is made with eggs or which is made with other ingredients which aren't liquids it doesn't have that din he said it by the water. Water which is frozen might still be called water halakhically, just like we see by Antetisidim and snow or things like that. But Beregi added solid ingredients to him, ingredients to the mixture, he never said that. We can learn as far from Ramosh's show, which is talking about bracha rishonis for dessert, to the sogi here, because they're also, a drink in the meal doesn't need a bracha. If an ice cream is called a drink, right, even if it happens to be frozen right now, it wouldn't need a bracha. <laughs> but like I said, he said his, I don't know, maybe, but his far there was, that uh, the, uh, ice cream which is frozen water and all the ingredients are liquids then it's going to be a, 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 he held it was going to be a, a liquid even in a frozen form so like I said, he had a hold not like that someone is chewing ice cubes 
according to Moshe, do we the same question? If you're going to say according to that story of Moshe, that if I ask him, is this frozen water? And it will go back to being, when melting into the liquid, then the shear would be a revise. Whereas according to Shlomo Zalman, we look at the way it is right now, and like I said, he proves it from the Mishnah Bura by Shabbos, if that's the case, right now it's frozen, so right now it'll be a shakal. I mean, the, shak- the brach will be totally on the shear of Kazais. Now, there's a Svar of Yashiv, which is a very interesting Svar to think about. And Rabbi Yashiv said like this. Rabbi Yashiv said, what defines something as being a food or a liquid is, does a person need to use his tongue or his teeth to swallow it? Or his tongue to swallow it. In other words, a liquid you can just pour and swallow. You don't need to use anything in your mouth mm-hmm. to, so to speak, uh, to break it down. Whereas something I need to either chew or suck or lick or whatever it is in order to turn it into something that I can swallow, that means it's a solid. It needs a pool of eating. The pool of eating means using my tongue or my teeth as opposed to the pool of drinking, which is just pouring something down my throat. So oatmeal would be a liquid. And therefore, according to them, it depends how you eat your oatmeal. If it's something which I just pour down my throat as a liquid, maybe it'll be a liquid. If something I have to chew, yeah. or I have to use my tongue in order to swallow it, it'll be called a solid. So can An interesting story in Allah. Okay, so that's what's the guarantee to liquids and solids. Now, let's go back a step, because we want to talk about another din. Why is it, why does Chazal mechalik between the din of a bracha rishona, which there's no shia for, any amount that a person eats has to make a bracha rishona, and as opposed to a, li, a bracha chrona, which needs a shia. So the normally the, the normal swara for this is is because there's two different hanos in eating. The one I know is the hanos of the taste, and in that person has to make a bracha rishona before he enjoys the taste. And the other one is the hanav, the, the satisfaction or the feeling of satiety, that satiates a person, nourishes a person. And with that, it comes from what we call hanav's nayav, the amount of, that he got satisfied from it. And that's okay, something which is less than the shear, which a person would noticeably feel a difference because he ate it, so there wouldn't be a bracha chrona. So that, therefore, a shear kazais or a shear revis, whatever it's going to be, would be something which a person feels nourished from or needs a little bit more full from. And therefore, that would be the shear for a bracha. Or a bracha achrena, which means, and this is us lalacha, that if a person just wanted to taste food and spit it out, he's, he's a cook in the kitchen, he wants to sample the food, he doesn't want to swallow it necessarily, he just wants to taste it. Right? If that's the case, then he have to, might have to make a bracha rishayna, it depends if he's enjoying the taste, but he definitely wouldn't have to make a bracha achrena because he's not swallowing. Similarly, this is a famous shiver of Moshe about chewing gum or any other kind of gum, right? It might need a bracha rishayna for the taste. But you're not swallowing a shear of food, so therefore you want your bracha achrena. Right. Okay, and as we're going to see, Be'ez Hashem, maybe this time will be time, but next time, that there's, a, there's an amount of time that a person has to eat the shear in, because even if he's eating a, 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 enough of a quantity of food to be a shear revis or a kazais, but if it's over too long a time period, he never gets the feeling of being full from it. It's kilo doesn't starve to something that, that a person feels uh, satisfied by. If that's okay, it's here also. If it's out of its sheer time, there won't be a dinner of a bracha achrena. And then this... I said it depends on the case. The Shulchan Aruch says that Hatoim is a tav shal eino tarech levarech. He doesn't have to make a bracha. And uh, the Mishabura is mechalek between if his kavana was to eat like that or his kavana was just to taste because he's, no, he wants to fix the food up. And if that's the case, if his kavan was just to taste in order to know what to do with the food and not to get hanah, you don't make any bracha, not before or afterwards. But tasting when I want to enjoy the food, like to lick an ice cream or to, to chewing gum or things like that, or then I shall make a bracha because then I'm tasting something, but I want to enjoy the taste. 
as opposed to I'm um, just using taste as a way to ascertain is it salty enough, is it cooked properly, whatever it's going to be. And you're chewing gum, it's taste, but it's really sugar, which is a mark, it is a mark, it is something. It is something, that's how I make so a bracha rishon. So question even on chewing gum? No, the, 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 we don't make a bracha rishon on it. Because you don't, you're not eating a shit. I'm talking about bracha rishon now. Yeah, bracha rishon Why would be a question on chewing gum if it's really sugar that you're tasting, which is a, it is a solid sugar. Because no, people say, because I, I learned, learned that, that... Now, with that, we come to a surprising din, which is uh, the Shulch Aruch brings, and uh, it is the Shulch Aruch himself, it is the Safik, and that's why it says better to avoid it. And that is, he brings the Safik of Tosis in the Rosh. What about eating what's called a birria, a whole, a whole creation in its own right, which is smaller than a kazais, mm-hmm. right? Now, the din of birria isn't really speaking about brothers. When the Gemara is talking about Biria, the Gemara is talking about the Isser. In other words, the famous case in the Gemara, a person is a very big pot of food, and he knows that a fly fell into the pot. And now the problem is, even though normally something that insignificant is bottle, but if it's a whole fly, it's not bottle. Right? The dinner of Biria is too significant to be nullified by a mixture, however big the mixture is. And now the, the Rotosis and Rosh have a suffix. If, that's, if, if there's a chashivas which is given to a birya, to a creation in its own right, of a full being, then does that apply to the brachas also? Which means if I'm eating a whole unit, a whole thing, a creation in its own right, do I have to make, is that chashiv enough to make a bracha achrona, even if it's less than a kazais? Mm-hmm. So even though normally we said the din of bracha achrona would be on the fact that I get satisfied from it, can you realize this is a chashivas, it's a different din. It might be very small. I might not be being satisfied from it, it's not big enough, but it has a chashivus. It has a chashivus because I ate a whole, a whole unit, a whole, mm-hmm. a whole fruit. Okay. So now, what, what is a birria? What's our example of a birria? So, uh, what comes to mind when a person thinks of fruits, for example, vegetables, which are a whole thing, which is smaller than a kazais. So people would think about cherries, maybe, or certain nuts, peanuts, grapes, whatever it's going to be, right? Which all might fall into the category of a birria. Now, the Ramah has this one important rule, and that is that it's only a birria if you've left it untouched from the way it was created. Whereas, which means, as the Ramah says this, it's a fruit which has a seed inside. And if I take out the seed, it's not a birria anymore. Mm-hmm. So even if, so let's say I have a cherry. A cherry is smaller than a shaker's eyes. But I'm not, if, I'm, if I'm going to extract the seed of the cherry before I eat it, then I should I make a bracha. It's not a birria. It's not a whole fruit. Mm-hmm. But if I would eat the cherry with the seed, it's not advisable. But if a person would do that, Right? Then, you, then it's a berry, so you might need to make a bracha. In other words, even if the seed is not edible, I have to eat it in its full form. Right? So, and therefore, it's not so common people do that, where it's much more of a shayla of various is by eating a single grape, or eating a peanut, or things which don't have a seed, and mm-hmm. uh, it's a full fruit and it's unright, and then we might have said that, and you, have, you get into the sophic, does it need a bracha for it or not? When you come to vegetables, you have the same shayla. Right? A lot of people, for carapas, not necessarily use radishes. A small radish is smaller than a kazais, right? But the halach is if you eat the whole radish, then you have a shadow of a birria. And therefore, also, if this person doesn't want to make a bracha achrona in the karapas because we need it for the morrow, we shouldn't eat a whole, a whole fruit, a whole vegetable. Right. What about uh, nuts? Because nuts. Because nuts come with a shell. You're not eating the shell. You're taking the shell off and eating the nut. Do we say that that's no longer a birria because the nut was created with a shell? Or do we say, no, the fruit is the birria? It had a protective shell around it, but I'm eating the whole fruit. Mm-hmm. Right? And there's a makhlaik. Yeah, a lot of us can hold that a nut by itself is a birria. And therefore, if I'm eating one nut, I'd say, I'd have a bracha for it. And include a peanut. A peanut, for sure. 
Right. An almond, that's the shayla, because it has a hard shell, which I can't eat. But it could be that's not part of the fruit. And then if I'm eating the whole fruit. Once we get onto oh, that... I'm sorry? Peanuts also have shells. Uh, peanuts also have shells, right. So we do the same shell. We do the same shell. Well, the peanuts that it's... Uh, I'm not eating the shell, but the nuts are whole unit in its own. Like I said, most boys can hold that. That's already called a birria in its own right. This is a example of... Uh, an, which tells us a big chiddish of a birria is, he says, a gargil, which means a single grape or a single pomegranate seed. Even though all the pomegranate seeds fall part of one fruit, mm-hmm. right? But lemaisa, each one's a separate unit. Uh, if I want to eat a pomegranate seed, it's its own creation. It was, it's not like I'm slicing through it and taking a slice of pomegranate. Each seed, each little sachet, you're going to call it that, in the pomegranate is its independent, uh, is, is an independent creation. And therefore, its chiddush is that uh, that uh, each one is going to be a shayla of, of uh, a birria. Now, that's one example. The poets can ask, if that's the case, what about one piece of an orange? An orange is made up of lots of separate uh, little, like, yeah, we're just little, little things in the, each in their own skin, right? So it could be one, uh, like a of an orange, is might be a barrier too. It's its own creation. You have a lot of them packed together within the within the circle, which makes up the orange. But it could be each one's also called a barrier. And now the Shulchan Aruch doesn't have a, a solution to this question. He brings it as a suffix, and so therefore he says what a person should do. No, he talks about fruits. And he says, when you have a shayla of a birya, he says, therefore, there's nothing is zar shalayla echel birya. The person should be careful not to get into the suffix because he doesn't know what that is going to be. So the person has two options. The one option is, eat more. If you eat a kazayas, you're okay. And the other option is, if a person doesn't have a, more to eat, then the answer is, eat less. In other words, eat, don't eat the whole birya. And once you're eating less than the whole birya, then this wouldn't be a suffix. Wait, so what's enough? You take a bite, you don't eat the whole thing? Yeah. Is it enough bite. to break it in half and eat each half by itself, or that's already, that's already a barrier? That's what you're asking? No, no, but that's a good question. I, I always used to think that it was enough to bite it in half, but then I was listening to a Zoom and it sounded like... The mashmalas is eating in one go, it's still a barrier. You, you, have, to, one you, have, to sep- right, you have to separate it and then leave it behind for whatever it's going to be, and then the second part might be a barrier. So that's good. If you eat them around one right after the next, it could be still the first time you eat it. Uh-huh. But if you leave it, and maybe have it later, like if a gap, then there wouldn't be so a beer. one pomegranate seed. Which is a chiddish. One pomegranate seed is very hard to do that. Yes, that's right. How big is a Um And that is, we know that the shir kazais looks at the shir displacement. With displacement. Now, we're not talking about weight, we're talking about volume. Right, now, so one could measure things, which is not so easy, but the real question comes, and this is where it makes a big suffix, and that is when a person's talking about displacement, so when you're talking about something which is a solid, the whole way through, a piece of apple or a piece of carrot, then the displacement is very simple. But you can work out the, the, the size, you work out its volume, and uh, we know how big it is as, as far as the kazais goes. When you're talking about something, anything which is baked, anything which is baked, so now we come to the big question which all the poets can discuss, and that is, the maisa, the, there's the food content, and there's the amount of air which is going to trap them inside of it. When we're talking about uh, weight, it won't make a difference, because the air doesn't weigh anything. If you're talking about the displacement, it does make a difference, because the, the, are you adding the volume of the air to the volume of the food, or not? Which means a kazais of flour, which is tightly packed, right, would be completely different 
to that same size, which is like a sponge cake, a, a very heavy brownie cake, and a sponge cake, the same size piece mm-hmm. of a very different flour content, just because they're out of air inside it. Right? So when we're talking about sheer kazais, about something like that, do we deal with it with the air inside it, or do we deal with it either to be compressed and just food content without air? Which means if I have to try and work out the displacement value of mazonis, I would have to crush it into something very tight, packed, mm-hmm. without air, and then measure it like that. Uh, the rule of thumb which most boys can say for working out volume is the size of a matchbox. That's the size of an average matchbox is the area of the size of a kazais. Matchbox. Yeah, so something which would, a piece of food, which would be the volume of a matchbox, was normally a kazais. It's small. It was quite small. Right. Really? It goes in two directions. When it comes to silos, like it's bigger. When it comes to mazonis, the shirim are tiny. And the reason for that is, is because you went to the shit that you, you, we work out the statement of, of the size it is now. And therefore, it'll be like a quarter of a biscuit or a third of a piece of cake, whatever it is, because we, we're not compressing it to take out the air. And that's enough I said, I'm like, how do we do that? Do we look at it the way you eat it? And, uh, and that with the, that the air which is trapped in the food is part of the food. So you have actually much less food content to make a, to make a bracha, to get to a kazais. Or do we say, no, we look at the food content without, without the air there. Now, most folks can hold like that. Like we said before, most folks can hold the rule, the rule of food is you eat it the way it is. And therefore, if I have a piece of sponge cake of that size, I'm going to make a mazonis on it. Even though if I would compress it and take out the air, I'll get to a much smaller piece. Right? Same thing with donuts. A donut normally is full of air. And uh, if I would squeeze the donut, it's try to do that. Right, it'll get the donut to a fraction of its size. It's, it's blown up because of the hot oil. If I would squeeze it, it comes out to nothing. Right, it doesn't make a difference. So I'm working at the shear. I deal with the shear as it is right now, with one exception. And that is when there's a clear air pocket in the middle, which is it's not part of the food. It's not like it's in, in the texture of the food you have mm-hmm. here. There's like a gap. So just like, for example, by a bagel, no one's going to include the whole of the bagel as a shikha's ice. Right? So the same thing, when I come to, let's say, sometimes you get uh, the bread you get in this country, but there's a big gap when it didn't rise properly, and there's like a hole between the crust and the bread. For sure, a, a big hole like that is not going to get counted as part of the shit. It has to be an area with this food. But in the makeup of the substance, the air which is in between the particles of food, we can include that as well. And this is always a shot of our matzis, because when they do matzis properly, they're meant to roll the matzis well enough, and you don't get air bubbles in the matzis, that's why they prick them. They don't do a good enough job, and then you get these big like, bubbles of air, so to speak, trapped in the matter. So, of course, I can't count it as part of the shear, it's just there, there's nothing else there. Mm-hmm. So, I have to deal with the, the chalik in the matter, which doesn't have that. Masha and Cain, if a person was trying to work out the shear, because I have a rice cake, so even though within every kernel there's air, it's a, there's a lot of trapped air in your rice cake, but there's no separate air pocket. It's just that, that's the makeup of the substance, that's the, so to speak, the, the density that a rice cake has. If that's the case, if you're going to look at the shear of its volume, you look at the shear rice cake as something which is pretty small because it takes a lot of space even though there isn't that much actual rice inside. But if a person would be eating rice kernels, you'd be eating much more rice in the kazais than you're eating a rice cake. But it doesn't make a difference because you're not going by the weight or the amount of rice, you're going by the volume, the size of that. Even though according to the Svara that the Rav said, they were talking about... Based on the Svara said before, it goes on what satisfies a person, so then we should go by volume. We shouldn't go by... Shouldn't go I mean, we shouldn't go by weight, not by volume. But the main thing is, again, just like we aren't for one min to another, 
that some things like are heavier with carbohydrates and, and, and nourish a person more, we give a share. And once you have the share, we go with the share. So the same thing over here, we're not going to, we, once you have a share of a kazais, um, that's going to become the kaveh of what we go with. One last halakha, and that is the also side of what about a raisin? Is a raisin the birria? One raisin is for sure smaller than a shirkazais, but it came from a grape. And the grape, we said, was a birria. So now that it's dried out, do we say that it's no longer a birria because it's lost part of its natural... Uh, it wasn't created like that. Or do we say the fact that it's lost its water, it's still the same birria, it's just become more dry. So there's much like about this also, what the din of a raisin is. Do we consider a raisin to be a birria? In which case, one raisin would be a problem, or do we say no? That uh, it has to be the way it was created, which was as a grape. And the raisin has lost its water, it's no longer the same period that it was before. So.